What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Bash Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Chandler. This over here is my co-host, Jordan Harris. And we are the Bash Brothers, the only podcast where it's like sitting back with your friends, talking sports, life, entertainment, and everything in between. Jordan, how we doing this Sunday, brother? Oh, man, doing good. Another work week starts tomorrow, but had a good weekend full of baseball, video games, and eating out. So, big yeah. facts, big facts. I know that it's been struggle watching Braves games. We're Braves fans, but we try to pretty much watch a bunch of, I mean, we watch a ton of sports anyways. But like the disputes going on right now with the cable companies, and you see it all over Facebook and Twitter, man. The fans are not happy. No, sports track on ESPN app has been my best friend. Yeah, it is. It is pretty elite. And then the TuneIn app, uh, recommended by a good friend of the show, John Nathan, where you can get them live on radio. I did not realize that was a thing. If your AM and FM messed up in your Ford Fusion from 2007, like it is do, mine. Do you even have a radio in there? I do. I do. Oh, okay. okay. It works with an auxiliary cord. Don't work with the AM and FM. Though. Oh, okay. So. Oh, man. We got a good show planned for y'all today. Hope y'all have had a good week. Hope y'all are ready to just lock in and listen to some good sports talk here. First, I think... We kind of owe it. We need to start off and, and take a look around the league. The a old Bash look Brothers look around, around the, the league. league. This is not the NCAA, though. This is the exactly. MLB. The MLB version of the of the Bash Brothers look around the league. Some interesting storylines yeah. going yeah. on. I think let's start here. We had, I think it's our second no-hitter of the season. First in Padres history. First in Padres that, history, Joe Musgrove. This season is so young. It is. And we have already had so many incredible moments happen. And start us off here, Joe well, Musgrove. You know what a what a like, I guess just a great moment for Joe, right? He grew up in the San Diego area, was a Padres fan growing up. Obviously, get to come play for the Padres now, and you throw the first hitter, no hitter, in San Diego Padres history on a team right now too, who is doing very well, I might add, in the division race. So yeah, yeah shout really out are. to Joe. Did you see where the catcher was the first catcher in baseball history to catch? Back-to-back no-hitters for consecutive teams. First one ever. No, I did not. As long as the Major League has been That's around. Crazy. Just pretty good accomplishment. So, tip of the old cap there to Joe Musgrove. Also, one thing I think we would be – it would just be criminal if we didn't mention. We did tweet about it. So, if you follow us on Twitter, at Bash, at B Brothers Pod, is Trey Mancini for yeah. the Baltimore oh, yeah. Orioles, oh, yeah. who we will have to talk about that team in a second, returned after beating cancer. Yeah. And he returned earlier this week. And then last night hits, I, I believe it was last night, hits his first home run, and if and there's not a dry eye in the stands. Oh, I Come mean, on now. Why would there be? I mean, you know, obviously announced last year that he had stage three, I think it was colon cancer, I believe. I or, believe so, yeah. Anyway, it was stage three cancer regardless. Sad had, he had to take a, a break away from the game to mm-hmm. obviously focus on his health. Announced this, I think it was this spring, that he was cancer-free and was mm-hmm. able to come in back yeah. to the game. So. Obviously now playing for the Orioles and, and doing his thing. You love the moments in sports that are bigger than the sport themselves. Oh, obviously. Right? Like, obviously. like the, we, all, we talk about the wave at Iowa when they turn around and wave at the Children's oh, Hospital. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. And this is one of those moments that's bigger than sports. Whether you're – whether if you hate the Baltimore Orioles with every fiber in your being, when that man stepped up and went yard, you, 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 you tip the cap and you go, holy cow. Well, you know, I think sports is just so much more than, than sports, right? And I think people who don't understand sports in general – get like you know you see like the climate in sports today with all the stuff that we're not going to talk about but yeah. i think people who don't understand sports don't understand what that means to people who watch right exactly. i mean it's, and people who who play and people yeah. who have played sports and is play. such an outlet to multiple to like multiple different kinds of people from all different walks of life and you know it's great to see stuff like this because it's it, it just show it just puts everything into perspective. You know, sports is the most real type of theater. Like it's really? actual yeah. drama that you can't write that happens in front of your eyes that is completely unscripted, 
And hey, we're blessed to be able to sit back and watch. So now let's talk about some of these standings, man. You got to look at the Yankees. <laughs> the Yankees, who we both picked. I picked Scraping them to go to the-, the bottom of the barrel right now. Didn't you pick them to go to the World Series? Yes, I did, actually. I did as well. I picked the Dodgers to beat them in six. And they're at the last. In- now, take everything we're talking about with a grain of salt. There's yeah. only been, you know, eight games played for most right, teams. Yeah. A lot of them even fewer than that. I mean, you literally have 154 more games to oh, go. Oh, yeah. A ton of baseball left to be played. Right. But, hey, we, these are storylines that need to be brought up. They need to be talked about. And also, about. Tampa Bay saying put some – Tampa Bay and Baltimore in this division, but Tampa Bay especially saying put some respect on my name. They really are. Absolutely dominated the Yankees the last two games. We didn't even give them a chance of going to the playoffs in general No, we year. did not. Which, let's be honest, in our baseball preseason preview and prediction show uh-huh. – we both kind of sort of trashed on Boston and Baltimore. Oh, yeah. Who are now one Leading two. the division. <laughs> yes, exactly. Leading the division. So, Trey Mancini, we just mentioned, playing for Baltimore. They're playing really good baseball. They are. Same with Boston. And then, like you said, you got New York, who we both picked to go to the World Series, down here at the bottom of the division. Another interesting storyline, Houston, who's getting booed out of every stadium that they're playing in. <laughs> Don't give a dang about your booze. <laughs> I mean, obviously they're winning. I think, and to me, when we go down these divisions, looking at division leaders, none of—I don't think any of our division picks are actually actually in first place, but they're in the running, right? Nothing's really surprising right now, early in the season, except the, for the Yankees. Except, except for the Yankees. Yeah. The one surprising point to me is the Los Angeles Angels tied for first in the West with the Astros, six and three, six and three. I didn't even give them a shot. I thought the Athletics were going to be the other team in this division. They're sitting at the bottom of the of the division. I had them at second in the division. Just be, I mean, you got Mike Trout, who is Ooh, yeah. one of the best players in baseball, future MVP, future Hall of Famer, Mike Trout. Um, if you disagree, you're sitting to the left over on the Bash Brothers couch here. Um, honestly, LA's playing great baseball. They are. Um, Houston is also playing great baseball in the midst of adversity, as they should have that right. adversity. Let's be honest; they deserve every boo that they're yeah. going to get in every single stadium. Let's roll it on over to the to our to our division here with the Braves, the National yeah. League East. Braves start zero and four. It, you know, just honestly, it's not there. Every yeah. the offensive bats just weren't there. Right. I mean, one hit in game two. Obviously, I think after the first four games, we were kind of worried. They have really stepped up the last four, and they're a uh, little shout out, a little foreshadowing to a to a segment we're going to do later on the show. But there's a line in major leagues. It's called a winning streak, guys. Get used to it. That's right. They're Man on a winning facts. streak they right are. now. Four game win streak. So. A lot of stories here in the National League East. You got the Mets and, and the Nationals who are supposed to start opening day, mm-hmm. and they're the only team so far that has been shut down due to any kind of COVID protocol. Right. So they they sit out of the whole series for contact tracing. So Washington plays their first couple games versus the Braves. Yep. Wins the first one, then they start losing. Yep. That doubleheader helped out a lot. The Braves in seven in seven inning games are kind of dominant. They are. They're really doing are. pretty well there. Braves are now on a four game win streak to bring their back them back up to four and four. But Philadelphia still sits yeah. atop the division at five and three. What? Bryce Harper, who's playing pretty well. Yeah, he is. I mean, Phillies in general. Reese, Hos- Reese Hoskins is playing well. Yeah. Um, but just going to the seven inning games, I think that really benefits Atlanta a lot because where they're weakest at a lot of times is their closing pitcher, and yeah, they don't have to use don't a closing have a, pitcher. Braves do not have a traditional closer. <laughs> no, for they sure. don't. Okay, one little thing I want to mention here, and I think people will love this. Listen, the Bryce Harper drama is everywhere. You look at any forum or Twitter or anything, people either absolutely love Bryce Harper or they very, very strongly dislike this man. So a video goes viral recently, right? You actually put me onto it. You texted me and said, have you seen this? So I look it up. It's Bryce Harper leaning against the dugout, teammate to his left, and a fan right behind the 
the thing who which I'm sure there's a lot of comments on why the fans doing this and if this is even right in baseball but hey he paid his money he's sitting there and he starts yelling at him you'll never be as good as Acuna you'll never be as good as Acuna <laughs> referencing Ronald Acuna Jr. being better than him who by all stats and this, numbers yeah, better right would now. point that Ronald Acuna's career at this point is better than Bryce's in his I think it's four, three years four years yeah he's, somewhere he's, in, he's in his fourth year correct um and handling it with grace in class Bryce Harper turns around and says, it's Acuna with a Y. <laughs> Just absolutely perfect handling. I, I Personally, I guarantee that Bryce Harper gained some fans there. What do you think? Well, I mean, first of all, I'm assuming this is a Braves fan, but... Oh, I would why, hope so. Imagine it's a Phillies fan. I hope, like, God, I hope you're being sarcastic because if you don't even know how to pronounce Acuna and you're a Braves fan, you need yeah, to... Yeah, that is, bro. You need to be... Yeah, I mean, like, Bryce Harper, you know, obviously everybody knows the athletic ability known off the field or on the field in the dugout as a very hostile person to deal with. Playing pretty dang good baseball this playing season. Playing good baseball, yeah, but he handled that phenomenally, I think. Yeah, I think he homered um, last night. Or he did night, homer. Yeah, he homer did homer last, last night. night. Yeah. He probably has homered several nights so far Boy, this season. McCutcheon hit one. Oh, he oh, had yeah. a moonshot. I, I like saw that one. Yeah. or something like that. So, yeah, that's where – right now the East is kind of where we thought it would be. The Phillies are doing well. Braves are one game back, and then the Mets are kind of in their running too. And so. no one's surprised that Miami's 2-6. and six Yeah, tomorrow. Miami's kind of bottom the barrel again. So, we'll cut on over to Central. This is one – this is another one we were kind of on the fence about. Honestly, Cincinnati's kind of jumped out here and surprised everybody. They're number one division. They which really they have. Went to playoffs last year, lost the Braves in the wild card. Um, our picks, the Milwaukee Brewers and Chicago Cubs, they're sitting two games back again early. They're sitting at 500. Yeah. Doing pretty well. The other team we thought was going to be in the run in that division, the Cardinals, is one game back, second place. And then obviously Pittsburgh is doing Pittsburgh things. And honestly, besides Pittsburgh at four games back, that's, I mean, a two a two game lead is not much in the game of baseball. No, like, no, let's no. Be honest. Especially this early in the season. Exactly, exactly. So, so I think that's kind of shaking out how we then, said. And then the West, let's be honest, how the West was won is the Los Angeles Dodgers and everybody else. Yeah. I mean, Padres are honestly playing pretty good baseball. They sit only one game behind the Dodgers. But I mean, the Dodgers are seven and two. Which, I mean, San Francisco, you're looking at it, they're sitting in third place, not yeah. too far behind. But, I mean, True. the division's shaping out like we thought it would be. Dodgers and Padres 1-2. and two. That game, if there's any race in that division, it's going to be between those two teams coming down the stretch. So, yeah. I mean, the West is, is the West. Yeah. Well, let me, let's talk about something. So, uh, we're Braves fans, obviously. But, we like we said, we cover every every single sport, not just the, the teams that we support. Or every single team in every single sport. Uh, there's a lot of debate right now, right? Neither of us picked Ronald Acuna Jr. to win MVP. <laughs> I wanted the, to so bad. I, didn't oh, do I, I did too. I have him finishing second behind Tatis Jr. You right. had Juan Soto, correct? I had Juan Soto, which I will say now, for for all intents and purposes, balling. Juan Soto's balling. He's batting 375, two facts, home runs, four rounds, and didn't even get to play the first right. series of the year. Still so. super early, but we would be bad sports podcasters if we didn't mention how good Ronald Acuna Jr. is batting over right 400, now. three home runs. Right now, if you look at his projected stats, and granted, this is going to change all year, he is projected to hit 61 home runs this season, which if you can name me. You can't name Ten five players people, yeah, who top, hit sixty yeah. home runs in a in a in a season in their career, and also stole. Let's let's just be let's be pessimistic and say he stole thirty. Yeah, I mean he's probably going to steal. He he, I was I, I sent you this the other day, right? But he literally has an opportunity to do a fifty. Like I think it was like a 50 50 season yeah, or something 50, like that. Yeah, it was like 51 51. Yeah. yeah, it was something like that. I could have done the math. If he with kept what he, pace, yeah, which would be pace. near impossible. But I mean, the dude is just, he, he's just an animal right now. 
his performance has got me thinking at the All-Star break, we should definitely do a show and like re kind of redo the preseason prediction show yeah. and see where our still keep our early predictions. Like let's be honest, those are cemented now. Y'all can roast us for them at the end of the season when we go 0 for 6 and division winners or whatever we end up doing. But like just just to kind of say, okay, now that we have half a season sample of games, here's where we think it's going. Because right now, if I could switch anything, I'm switching Ronald Acuna Jr. to MVP. And Freddie Freeman, <laughs> yeah, your reigning MVP, is also starting to heat up a little bit I'll give as well. You, since you mentioned All-Star game, I'll give you a hot take right now. And if you want to throw one back at me, you can. Okay. By the All-Star break, Acuna has at least 30 home runs. Ooh. Man, that's a – oof. I mean, I hope you're right. I mean, as a Braves fan, I hope you're right. I, let me go 26. Okay. okay. 26. But I hope you're right. I'd love to be wrong here. I'd love to be wrong here. I like it. So, keeping with the baseball theme, we're going to jump over to one of our favorite segments and something we've honestly got a lot of love in. We get a, we get a lot of DMs during the week, a lot of people reaching out, showing their support, which we incredibly appreciate. All the likes, shares, tweets, and everything have been incredible. We don't do it for that reason. We do this because we enjoy it. We like talking sports with our friends. We consider y'all our friends. So, we really appreciate that. And one thing people talk about a lot, to me especially, is top five. Oh, yeah, obviously. Top, top five. Top five's a classic. Uh, Bash Brothers Top Five, if you don't know, we sit down, we pick one random topic, and we just list our top five. Uh, so, keeping with the theme of everything going on right now, we decided to sit back and do top five baseball movies. Yes, sir. That was beautiful. It was a little, was little a, tone there. A little, little auto-tune little from, pitchy. Uh, uh, what, what, was the, what was the church camp we went to? Oh, uh, no. Epworth Church Epworth, by the Sea. Yeah. Epworth by the Sea Church Camp. A little, yeah. little auto-tune action we we'll, had going we'll, on. There. We'll have to tell that story sometime. <laughs> what, a, what a classic story. that! What a missed opportunity that was. So, top five baseball movies. We kind of discussed this. We, we listed off some last night when we were just kind of brainstorming for this yep. segment. Um, I'll let you start it off at number five. You have any honorable mentions you want to throw I out? I do have two honorable mentions. I just want to talk about this too, though, because, you know, there, there are several ones that easily could be on this list. I've never seen them, and I'm, I feel awful for not seeing these. I agree. I agree. Bull Same Durham here. is on here. Bull Durham's a classic with Kevin Which Costner. Is pretty widely considered the number one baseball movie yeah, of all time. Yeah, Bull Durham. Uh, Moneyball is incredible. I've never seen Mo- that movie. Uh, you've mo- never seen Never Moneyball? seen that movie all the way through. Moneyball is re- It was very tough not to have Moneyball on the list. Yeah. It is so good. Um, but my honorable mentions were I want to give one. This is just an absolute stupid movie, but Bench Warmers. Yeah. I think Bench Warmers is absolutely hilarious. I think it's written by Adam Sandler. It's got his whole crew in there that's always in all his That movies. movie came out, we were both born in 94. Yeah. It came out right around when we were like 12 or 13. Roughly, yeah. Where, which, there's still some gags in that movie that are hilarious. That yeah. I Am 12 written in green crayon with yeah. the $5 bill. Yeah. Come on, that's funny. That one. Man. And then the other one I want to give is The Rookie. Um, oh, it's who, a good Who movie. plays the head coach in that movie? I can't remember. Oh, that. Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. And then you got, uh, I can't remember the kid's name, but Jake from Two and a Half Men, if you ever yep. seen Two and a mm-hmm. Half Men. As his little son. Great movie. Based on a true story, the dude's a high school baseball coach. His team wins the district or whatever, so he made a deal with them. They win district. He goes and tries out for a, a pro team. Makes, makes the Tampa Bay Rays. I was going to say it's the Rays, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think he plays for maybe two or three years and then kind of fades out, but hey, he got to live his dream. But did, yeah. That's my that's my mention. One of the show I want to mention, one of my favorite shots of all time is when he, he goes, uh, there's like a a radar, not yeah, a radar yeah, gun, yeah. you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, in the middle of the and road. He, and he throws the baseball past it, and it says like 68 or something like that, and he looks at it like, yeah, right. Like like he knows that yeah, yeah. He, he's like, I could never do this. And as he walks past Life it, flickers. it flashes into yeah. like 98, and you're like, oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, number five. Sitting at number five for me is a is a kid's movie. Not really a kid's movie if you ever watch it, because some of the humor in there is very crude. But Bad News Bears. 
Um, remake I'm, or original? The remake. I watched okay. the original one time. I didn't really like it. And granted, if I had grew up when it came out, yeah, I probably different would. times, different eras. But to me, Billy Bob Thornton plays Morris Buttermaker so much better than that older dude. I mean, just like the old drunk. He's the menace's who, grandfather yeah. in the OG. But yeah, he's just like the old drunk. You know, he he had he played in the major leagues. He was in the Mariners organization. Is that a baggie full of bacon? Yeah. But you know, he it's the classic kids movie where you get the old drunk who comes out and coaches the kids, right? And it's just that whole plot scene like he doesn't care and then he gets them where they could start winning and then he gets too into it and realizes, Oh wait, this is for the kids, not for me. Exactly. And then, you know, he, he makes a turnaround in the end. It's literally that whole like kicking and screaming, I think, also is the perfect yeah, plot, mm, same yeah, thing. Right. But yeah, just the movie's hilarious. It's full of a bunch of good, like, crude humor jokes. Yeah, and, it's like, a good one. It's a good Billy one. Bob Thornton plays that role so perfectly to me. So for me, number five, that's, yeah. that's what I'm doing. No, that's a good one. So for me, it kind of falls in the same vein. Uh, this is one of the movies that, like, me and my brother, we used to watch all the time. I think this is more of a classic baseball movie, and that's Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year follows Henry Rosengardner, Roland Bagger, however you want to say it. That's kind of a running joke in the movie as the head coach. Don't know how to... Don't, don't know how to pronounce his name. He's a young high school kid. He slips on a baseball. His tendons held too tight. He comes out of his cast, and he can throw it like 98 miles an hour. And he goes to the league, and he partners with the Chicago Cubs, Chet Stedman. It's an absolute classic. Some absolute classic lines. Funky butt-loving. Um, just It's really, really good. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Rookie of the Year has to get my number five spot. Gotcha. Hilarious I got film. I got you. Going number four, I'm going to pick another quote-unquote kids movie. Um, but this one is a little more of a heavier tone. I'm going to go with Hardball with Keanu Reeves. Uh, there's a whole slew of younger actors in here. Uh, Michael B. Jordan is one of the ones in here when he was a kid. Um, follows Keanu Reeves. He has a gambling problem, essentially, to get out of one. He volunteers, I'm using quotation marks here, to coach a team of underprivileged kids who, you know, just don't have a coach right now. Something I can't remember what happened to their coach, but anyway, they don't have a coach. Goes in, like the last movie, he doesn't really care to start with. He gets to bring a he gets to like bonding with the kids and kind of understanding their stories. And, you know, he really gets into coaching. He's coaching now more for the kids than he is to relieve his debts. A lot of stuff ensues. They have a tragic death three quarters of the way through the movie. You've probably seen the memes. It's probably one of the most sad deaths in a like in a movie that I've seen, but I've never actually seen the movie, but I've seen like like name a name a the meme where it's like name a moment that made you cry. Yeah, yeah, and it's that it's little that boy one. passing away. Yeah. So, so that's that it. Just an, just an incredible movie all around. Just you know, great premise. So I definitely need to watch that one. I will I will watch it and get back with you and hit you okay. with a review on the podcast. Okay. So number four for me, <clears throat> excuse me, is going to be an all time classic for people, and uh, that's the story of the Cleveland Indians in Major League. Yeah. Major League One, not Major League Two, which Major League Two is not. I didn't like not it. a terrible I didn't, movie. I didn't like it. But there's a lot of there's a lot of movies on my list that got a sequel that was not the greatest follow up. Major League follows the Cleveland Indians, a falling apart organization, which is a ragtag group of baseball players. Some of the more classic lines, I mean, how many announcers have you heard in the major leagues go just a bit outside? Yeah. I mean, it's an absolute yeah. classic. Uh, I mean, Wild Thing, Vaughn, I mean, it's it's fantastic. It's baseball, like it's that drama that you can't write, but it obviously is written for the big screen. Right. Um, just, just incredible cast of characters. Great comedy, but real heart in baseball. They are really story like the the catcher who I can't pull his name right now. Jake Taylor. There you go, Jake Taylor. His story. He's getting old. He's in love. He's at he's at kind of at the end. He used to be one of the greats. Yep. Like that bunt that he lays down in the end. You know, absolutely yep. fantastic. It's good stuff. Major League gets my number four spot. Well, just told my number three. 
Okay, let me okay, let me do number three then for okay, me. Okay, for me. Okay, go first. Go um first. because and I'm gonna talk very little about this movie because I th- I know this movie is very probably very high on your list. Number three for me is gonna be forty two. Okay. The Jackie Robinson story. Um really, really great movie, really iconic moments in the movie, a true story that needed to be told. Um, obviously carried by Chadwick Boseman, an mm-hmm. incredible human being. Rest in peace, man. Um, one of my personal favorite actors and just favorite human beings on this earth, Chadwick Boseman, carries that film. Um, that gets the number three spot for me. Like I said, I'm going to hold back a lot of my thoughts because I want you to be able to carry that one because I know that yeah. one's very important to you. Um, but yeah, Major League is my number three. Uh, obviously, everything you said is kind of there. Jay, I mean, there's there's several characters in here that are big. Willie Mays Hayes, Pedro Serrano, you know, the I, the coach who's escaped me right now. Yeah. Obviously made the uh, the reference earlier in the show about it. It's called A Winning Street, guys. Get used to it or something like that. That's one of his lines. But, yeah, great movie. Uh, kind of follows Jake Taylor and Rick Vaughn more, which is played by Charlie Sheen. And uh, what's the dude's the Tom Burt Berenger, I think is his name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, if you've ever seen Platoon, they're both in Platoon. And Tom Berger's character, if you ever watch the difference in the two movies, which obviously they're, they're one's Vietnam War movie, one's a baseball movie. It's it's so weird to watch them in kind of a funnier role. But yeah, I mean, just love the movie. It's hilarious. It's got some funny parts. It's got some good drama. I mean, the the end game, which it, pretty much Major League One and Two ends the same way. If you ever seen it, pretty but, much, yeah. But yeah, I mean, just the last the last scene is just just so fun to watch. It is. That's an absolute classic. Yeah. I'm interested to see what your number... I think we might have the same number two here. So, mine, I'll let you go first, because I, I already stole like, one of yours. But I do feel like your my number two is going to be your number one. I'm going to say that. No shot. You 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 don't... You have no idea what my number okay, one well, is. Okay, well, never mind. Then it's probably going to be the same. The Sandlot That's my number is my two, number yeah. two. I mean, who didn't grow up watching Sandlot, especially if you played baseball? Bunch of kids going out in the backyard playing baseball. They had obviously a much better field than I had when I was a kid to play in, just like out in the backyard. But, yep. um, and then you had the whole thing about he lost the Babe Ruth signed baseball, and then you know had to go get it. So it's it's just I'm gonna Baby let you take it away. Ruth but, or something. Yeah. Um. Honestly, The Sandlot has to be one of the most quotable movies of all time. I mean, just the roast scene where Porter's going back and forth with the rival baseball team. I mean, some you of the play most ball like a girl. Exactly, some of the most. I mean, the forever uh, kissy goodbye smalls. You know, I mean, it's all there. You're killing me, smalls. The, I mean, Porter. How many T-shirts have you seen with Porter on it? Those guys are still mm-hmm. very, very famous and in pop culture wise. For the, I don't know if you saw. There's a really good video on YouTube where Justin Turner sits down with the yeah, with yeah, yeah. the whole cast that. and they like re, they talk a lot about the movie and they reenact a scene or two. Um, Heroes get remembered, but legends never die, kid. Yeah, Follow your huge. heart. You can never go wrong. Come on. It doesn't get much better than that. Um, this movie celebrated its 28th uh, anniversary yeah. this week. So we actually tweeted about it. This is one of the all-time classics. This movie stands out a lot to me because uh, I've told you before, I'm very nostalgic for movies and times where it's like your boys, your your friends, your brothers in arms, and this is kind of it. Like graduation yeah, yeah, yeah. night where it's the last time you're in the same room together. If you're listening to this and you're young and you're playing sports or maybe you're older and you're, you're, you're just hanging out with your buddies, cherish those moments because it really will be a last time where you all run out and play in the yard together for the last yeah. time. There will be a time where you lace up the cleats with your boys for the last time. So hang on to those moments. Sandlot at number two, an yeah. absolutely incredible And I mean, two, like one thing that I've always thought about, and you know, movies like this a lot of times don't have really good sequels. And granted, the Sandlot sequels aren't that great, but I know one one of the premise of the second one is like, 
you know, Benny the Jet is in the is in the major leagues now, yeah. and he's like coming back and like mm-hmm. teaching that the one kid's like doesn't want to play baseball because his mom's sick or whatever, mm-hmm. and yeah. he's like. You That's get, the one where the kid gets bit by the dog in like the Flash costume, right? That's number two, or is, no, is that number three? I don't remember to be honest. I, I think, think it's number two. Yeah, it might be number two. I can't remember, but yeah, that's just you know, it, it's a it's a very cool thing to see like Benny still in there when he's grown up and all. Which stuff. one thing that's interesting is 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 the dude who plays Benny the Jet, I, who I don't I can't pull it off the top of my head, but he's in, like they you know they've like in the last maybe five years they throw out a lot of first pitches they do a lot of stuff right, in the base, right. like in major league baseball and minor leagues but you he's never there like that justin turner thing he's not there yeah. he wasn't there for like the 20th anniversary or whatever because for like the 20th anniversary or the 25th mm-hmm. it was they all went to the to the location right. which it's in utah and i've told my wife i was like one day i'd like to go there it's like a famous site now yeah and there's people who literally live in the houses oh, that's that, cool. that the yard of the beast and everything so uh yeah, just a little famous culture yeah. there. I also would uh I'm a big memorabilia fan and I've looked into getting a poster signed by the guys. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Like that would be a classic. Yeah. So The Sandlot, one of the greatest quotable movies of all time. Yeah. And as an asterisk, Squint's got his Wendy Peppercorn. Th- shoot your shot, you can too. Exactly. Don't exactly. kiss anybody without <laughs> without being invited though. <laughs> yeah, be, but hey always get consent. Go up to the prettiest girl in the room and ask her out. Um, just work. So I'll, I'll go ahead and get my number one since apparently yours is a big surprise and you've already said it will mine. Be. Uh but I mean obviously if you watch our top five movie show or if you listen to our top five movie show, this won't come as a surprise because this is my number three movie of all time. So why would it not be my number one favorite baseball big movie? Facts. Uh, 42. The, the man's Jackie, consistent. Jackie Robinson story. I mean if you know Jackie Robinson's story in general this is an incredible portrayal by uh, Chadwick Boseman, who we lost this past year, RIP, or last year, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, RIP, man. But what actually, I have, I have a question for I kind of diagnosis some more. The line where Pee Wee uh, Herman puts his arm around him and says something about wearing 42, what is that line? I be- if I had to pull it off the top of my head, which has been a while since I've seen it, is maybe one day we're all wearing 42. See, I've always thought that too, and I'm wondering if this is one of those like Nelson Mandela effect things because the actual line is, maybe tomorrow we'll all wear 42. Honestly, I was thinking if it was tomorrow. So, I'm wondering if like everybody, to, let us know in the comments, do you remember, if you've seen 42, do you remember that line as, maybe one day we'll all wear 42 or maybe tomorrow we'll all wear 42? Yeah, if, you, if I had to put money on it, I'd have said one day, but I did think tomorrow before I said I'm, it. I'm genuinely curious if everybody else remembers that. Which is awesome because you could say that knowing that on Jackie Robinson Day, every single player yeah. wears 42, right, right. a number that is retired. Like, it's honestly yeah. very, very cool. But, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it shows his whole life all the way through his first season scene, as a Dodger. Though, like, yeah, that oh, yeah, scene, it's incredible. what it sets up with that dude's family being in the stands and it's all incredible. that stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah, and I mean, you get stuff. you get to see him being spiked. You get to see him being thrown at. I mean, like it's just a very heavy movie. One of, to me, one of the better. I mean, they're all that that whole story is great. Harrison Ford is great in oh, that yeah, movie too. Oh yeah, he is hundred percent. But when he goes into like the tunnel it and just breaks the, the back, yeah, yeah, to see, and he tells him, "You can't let them see you hurt." Yeah, you have to keep grinding. And how he does go back there and he lets that emotion out, right. which is incredibly real, and as he should have. With what he was going through. Holy yeah. cow. Phenomenal film. Yeah, all the way around phenomenal. So it's going to be take my number one spot. Number one spot. So I want to throw an honorable mention out because I didn't. Because this probably would have been higher on my list. And this, you know, if you judge me for this, I don't mind. I mentioned it last week. Fever Pitch with Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore mm-hmm. is an absolutely incredible, it's a romantic comedy. I don't put it on this list because it is a movie very much about baseball. Let's 
let's be honest. Baseball is the heart of this movie, but I don't consider it a baseball movie. I get that. It's a romantic comedy that centers around baseball. Right. But it is incredible. And if you've never seen Fever Pitch, you should go watch it. Never seen it. If you're obsessed with sports like I am, like let's be honest, the Georgia Bulldogs and me are really, really, really close with each other. And so when my, when I met my wife, she had to understand, listen, you're coming into a relationship with me and the Georgia Bulldogs, not just me. Um, so my number one also has an actor who we lost way too early, Mr. Bernie Mac, Mr. 3000. I've never seen that movie either. <laughs> oh my gosh. This movie, it, it's, I don't know what it is about this movie that hits so, it, it just, it just hits every beat for me. I'll set it up. Mr. 3000 is a movie, uh, Bernie Mac plays a character named Stan Ross, the boss, Stan Ross. He is a player who has they they set it up in the trailer. He has three thousand home runs in his career. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. It's Wait, just three, hits or home runs. It, it, they set it up in the trailer as three thousand home runs. Uh, okay, but in the movie it's just hits. Uh, he's now old and retired, filthy rich. He's got like his whole line, Mister Three Thousand Barbershop, Mister Three Thousand Bar. He's got it all. Uh, Major League comes back, and I can't remember what the reason was. Maybe a, a, a certain pitcher, but three of his hits don't count. Right. So he has to come out of retirement. He's old and slow. He joins up with the Milwaukee Brewers and his old coach and everything. And, you know, there's a hot shot now in the league. It's just it, in every way, and I won't spoil the ending if you hadn't seen it, even though it's been out for probably 20 years. Incredible baseball movie. I think it says a lot about life. It says a lot about us in terms of, you know, we get old, we get slow. You yeah. know, our reflexes ain't what they used to be. But you can still – have an effect on people and how he mentors the young guys is very special. It has the guy from Bitch Warmers who's I am twelve, I believe he plays the shortstop okay. in their rivalry. So it's all it's just really good. Uh rest in peace, Bernie Mac, an absolutely incredible comedian, an incredible actor, and in my number one baseball movie of all time. Who I don't know. I feel like that one's probably out of left field for a lot of people. That's why I told you you would never guess my number one. I wouldn't have. I mean, I've, I know I knew I knew what the movie was. I've seen the premise of it, but I would yeah. never guessed. You know. I love that movie. I'm actually gonna have to sit down and watch that because I hadn't seen it in a minute. Mister Three Thousand. I actually own it. It's right over here, so you can borrow it. Very nice. If you have a Very DVD nice. player. <laughs> if I, people I, have those things anymore, I have a PlayStation Five, sir. I know, but I mean, it ain't hooked up to your flat screen. Anyway, it don't matter. Yeah, it don't. It don't. Nobody cares, bro. All right. So, uh, you know, honestly, a pretty dang solid list there. We'd love to hear from y'all. Hit us with a top five. Just give us one. Give us one of your baseball movies that you love. Give us a recommendation. Um, yeah, hit us with a recommendation. If there's one we hadn't seen that y'all think we should definitely watch, because I love movies. I'm a massive film nerd, so I'll sit down and watch something. Um, and uh, we'll be right back for, uh, after this short break. Wait, what? We would like to thank Joe Mike Hagman Auto Repair and Chicken Spot. Come in now and use promo code BASHBROTHERS25380 for $3.25 off your oil change or $9 off a three-piece chicken box combo. We would like to thank Joe Mike Hagman Auto Repair and Chicken Spot for, for supporting the Bash Brothers podcast. Is this even a real thing? What is that? No, that's that's real. That's a real thing. Tell me where it's at. Uh, it's over there. It's over around there. Okay. Everybody nope, knows Nobody it. look for this place. Move it on here. I think a really good discussion we could oh have gosh. here is the uh, something that I think that has been in the limelight for a long time. And a lot of people talk about, but I think ESPN and these major head shows, they have to, they have to stay away from it a little bit, right? Because mm-hmm. they do discuss it a decent bit. But... The unwritten rules of baseball. There are none. I'm, I'm, I, let's not spoil your thoughts here for the people, but I'm just going to run down a couple that I think is interesting. Welcome. And I just kind of want Welcome. us to pick our thoughts on it, right? So we both played baseball our whole lives. There were moments that we could have implemented these rules and chose not to and vice versa. 
let's look at this first one here, right? So never swing or still still a base on a three zero count when you have a substantial lead. So a, a good reference is Fernando exactly yeah. Fernando Tatis Jr. The bases are loaded. I believe they're up like six one. Mm-hmm. Let's say eight one for circumstantial evidence here. Three zero. They throw a fastball down the middle. This man's hot as daggum fire right now. It's a grand. And he smokes one as he should. And then they want him to apologize. They beam the next guy. And they and, and he even goes over to the dugout. The Padres player says, we'll talk to him. We'll talk to him. What are your thoughts there? Well, my thoughts are going to be the exact same as the post I made last year when he did it. If you don't want a guy to hit a home run on a 3-0 count, don't give a guy to hit a home run on. Don't give a guy a pitch to hit a home run on. There's no – like, I get it. Don't run the score up right. But, I mean, you're not going to quit playing the game in the sixth inning just because you're up. I, granted, I think he was like in the seventh or eighth inning. But still, either way, like, you're going to keep playing the game. Okay, let me ask you a question. Oh, Did we not watch a baseball game last year where the Atlanta Braves came back down seven runs in the ninth inning to win the baseball oh, yeah. game? yeah. Like, anything can happen. It's sports. Exactly. Right? And baseball, and I, I make this argument all the time, as much as, as much as I love football, baseball is the only game in sports, and granted, softball is the same way. You cannot run the clock out. You have to give the other person a chance you to gotta play their get game. Tw- you got to get 27 outs. You got to get 27 the outs. The timer don't for Ain't so, no run rule. Ain't nothing going to save you from 27 outs. And, I mean, we've seen the Texas Rangers drop 30 in two games on the Baltimore Orioles. I mean, it's 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 game. It's a baseball game. Like, anything can happen. So, right. no. If you, you want to swing on 3-0, you swing on 3-0. With every, with every rule we're going to go through, okay, there is an understanding and respect level for what's happening here. Right. But let's be honest. These are we're we're looking at the professional level, but this goes down to anything, right? One of my favorite memories is we were playing Randolph Clay in high school, and, and it was varsity. And you know, this is where we were bench riders. We I think we were in ninth grade or tenth grade or something like that. I step up with the bases loaded, and and if we score one more run, the game's over because it would it would the run rule would take effect, and I hit a walk off. It was just a base hit, but I hit a walk off. They score the run. I hit first base, and so on every level we can have. These things happen, right? So the respect level's there. But I'm in complete agreement with you. Listen, this is baseball. This is sports. Anything can happen. you got dudes out there competing on the highest level. It is very tough to shut that off. And let's be honest, emotions come into play. Maybe you're not the fondest guy of the guy who's throwing to you. Maybe you would love to hit a moonshot off of him. I mean, as a pitcher, you go up there, throw the best pitch you can. If the dude handles it and he puts it in the, you know, the upper deck, Yep. It just is what it is. So, cash, like, what What would be our cash, pass, or trash? So, do you accept this rule or you deny this rule? Meaning, accept, you agree with it or disagree with it? I would disagree with it, 100%. I'm, I'm in the same field. I disagree with it completely. So, if, if you're ever hitting off me in the major leagues, you never will. I'll never be there. I 3-0 count, you freaking hit a moonshot if you can. All right, here's one that has definitely been a hot topic. We literally saw two nights ago, Ronald Acuna, he hits one, and he freaking struts, walks out of the box. He, <laughs> he throws the bat. The This not showing up a pitcher, so no bat flips, no strutting, no turning around to the dugout to take a selfie, whatever it may be. I mean, let's be honest, Jose Bautista's famous bat flip. In the, what yeah. was, you know, yeah, yeah. I believe it's the NLDS or whatever it ended up being. Um, what are your thoughts on bat flips and, and oh. just showing up a pitcher in general? See, this is this one's hard for me because I I love the bat flip, right? Like when when Acuna pimps a home run. I mean, honestly, honestly, 
If you've never seen it, Ken Griffey Jr. had probably one of the best pimp jobs of all time on a home run. I mean, the dude just kind of does a little pop and drops the bat and just walks off. Like it's, it's, it's just so fun to watch. However, I do think there's a time and place for it. Um, obviously, you know, th- there's a certain respect for the competitor. And I think just doing it every time you hit a home run is so unneeded and so uncalled for. Like, I mean, I think there's a time, like, if it's a close game and you're celebrating, like, a you know, a, a go-ahead home run or, like, a walk-off win, I see it. Or if you just have absolute disrespect for the pitcher or the other team, yeah, I see that. But, like, a guy who you genuinely respect and, you know, on a, a, a personal level, a competitive level, like, don't, don't backflip the guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, give the guy the same grace you would want him to give you if he were to strike you out to win the game. You know what I mean? So I think that's where I kind of fall in line with with, with the whole bat flip thing. I, I completely agree with everything you said. And I think that's a good place to take a step back and say, okay, listen, you're going to – like let, we just talked about Ronald Acuna Jr. possibly hitting – he's on pace to hit 60-something home runs this season. Ronald Acuna Jr. should not bat flip and flex and, and be the man every time he hits a home run, right? Right. But in big moments, when high-pressure situations – I think everything's legal. These guys are out there playing the game that they love, ultimately. I would assume and hope that everybody playing Major League Baseball started their their route to the Major Leagues because they love the game. Yeah. Let's be honest. That stuff is fun, man. That stuff is fun. W- Walk-up music, all, all of these things that, that encapsulate a person's personality. Let's be honest. Without that grand slam on a 3-0 count, do you think Tatis Jr. is on the cover of MLB The Show 22? Is I still think I, just, I still it think it's possible. I think that that's what jump started his whole hype train, right. though. It, how much attention did that get him? Oh, a lot for the right reasons yeah. too. Yeah, there were so many baseball greats who reached out after that and said, "No, nah, kid, you keep having fun." That's oh, what yeah, the game. Exactly. The game needs a shot of youth injected into its veins, especially now the way that everything's going. So, for me, in my opinion, which take it with a grain of salt if you want to, in high pressure situations, the game of baseball should be fun. Have fun. Show your personality. You want to flip that bat. Whatever you want to do, within reason. Keep it respectful. See, that's the thing is, is it's one thing to flip your bat. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to stare at the pitcher and yell at him as you start, as you round first base or something. Oh, yeah. Keep it classy. Keep it respectful. But, hey, do your thing and show off, man. I love that. Yep. All right. So, another one that I that I think is, is interesting, right? And this one is kind of... I'm going to call it what it is. Stupid. Don't step on the pitcher's mound. I actually kind of agree with that one. That's. I mean, uh, the, hey, that's what we're as here a, for. Let's as discuss a, it. As, as a former pitcher, you know, I, I think, and granted, I think it depends on where you step, but there's so much, like, it's very hard to get divots and, like, slopes correct on a pitcher's mound. And, I mean, granted, you see pitchers do it all the time, right? You kick the rubber. You kind of fill in the hole where you need to. Like, you get the mound set up for what you want. And, granted, everyone has their has their different rituals, right? But for, for like, a player, like a third baseman, shortstop, whoever, just to step on the pitcher's mound when you don't pitch and kind of mess up what a pitcher establishes on that mound. And even if it kind of, like, throws off where they walk around the mound between batters or something like that, you know, it, it's very – Pitching is pretty much the only thing I think in baseball that is very much methodical. Mm-hmm. Like everything you do as a pitcher, you you do it you, to get yourself in a rhythm. It is very so psychological. Yeah. Anything that kind of disrupts that, why would you want to, especially for your teammate, 
why would you want to disrupt that when they're having to throw five, six, seven, eight innings right. if they're a starter? Okay, that part I agree with. I don't mean that stupid. But, like, for me, if if a guy gets thrown out and he runs over the back of the pitcher's mouth, because I agree, where the pitcher lands, I mean, we have seen people tear ACLs just landing, yeah, coming down from a pitch. So I completely agree with that. That should never be done, and if it is done, something should go down. Mm. You, you, you understand where I'm going there. Right, because most of the times that would be done as a sign of disrespect. Okay? Right, but if you just run across the back of the pitcher's mound, the thought of just hey, don't touch the pitcher's mound, which I can completely understand and agree with. But if you just happen to be caught up in the moment and you do that, and you're not being disrespectful, you get what I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there's situations, there's situations for everything. But I would agree, you should never touch the pitcher's zone, even though the pitcher's a, mound is the whole pitcher's zone. You get what I'm saying? In, in a conscious effort, you, you should never, try not to. You should to. never touch the pitcher's mound. I agree. I agree. Like, yeah, I completely agree. You're, you should never, you, you're not going over there and cleaning your cleats off on the pitcher's cleat cleaner for right, sure. That's right. absolutely disrespectful, and you're asking for whatever consequences come your way. Let's end it right here, because this one is close. This one, I, I have a lot of thoughts and theories okay, about okay. and I, I and, and you know where I'm going here because we've discussed this before don't bunt during a no hitter <laughs> I cannot wait to tell you my thoughts on this rule I was going I was going to spoil it but I'll let you start us off uh, this is this is hard to me I think it's situational it hard to me I brother. think it's situational in a lot of cases right um I know one thing like I played the show a lot right there are players who cannot and granted this is a video game players who cannot hit who will result to bunting a lot because bunting does a lot of things right like there's a lot of things that can happen to a ball when you bunt on a soft grassy spot very close to the point of contact that can mess that i mean it's not even like oh hey look i did a good bunt it's like oh the ball just happened to do this so it is much more difficult to run and bare hand a bunt and yes. bunt for a third baseman or even for a first baseman if he's charging right. than it is to field a routine ground ball. And okay, let, let me let me premise this: if the no hitting team is up by a lot of runs, I do not agree with bunting during a no hitter at all. That is literally you just trying to disrupt what this pitcher is doing in a cheap way. Okay, so let me stop your train of thought. Okay. Doesn't that go back to the... Doesn't that completely contradict your first argument, though? With what? If somebody's up 6-0, we're a competitor. We're trying to win. I don't care if he's throwing a no-hitter or not. I'm, I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. But based on what you said the first time, we literally saw a Braves team score seven runs in the ninth inning to win a baseball game. The game's not over till we get 27 outs. I agree with if that. If I'm trying to start a rally, I don't care if you're up 6-0 in a no-hitter or anything. You could be up 11 runs. Shouldn't I try to win the game? Again, though, situation. If you can't hit, you're not going to win the game anyway. Who's to say that a bunt don't start? I mean, start off a rally. Mm, I mean, it's potential. Hey, the Braves. Well, that's a perfect example. The Braves had one run in eight innings and ended up scoring eight runs in the game. I mean, like, it's tough. It's, I know it's tough. It's a tough it, spot. It still does a tough like, conversation. To me, that 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 argument's different though, because if you're not hitting anyway. To me, well, a, you haven't a hit up to that point. Doesn't mean you we're not going to hit at all. But if you're in the top of the ninth, two outs, and you bunt for a okay, hit, okay, that's much different. But though. I'm saying though, like I mean, it's it's still like that. If is that going to start a one out rally? No, it's probably just going to end the dude's no hitter. They're going to pull him out of the game. Next dude's going to strike out, and you're going to go home with a one hit shutout. That's a possibility. I mean, that's just what. Now, granted, if we're going if we're going swapping the thing here, and it's one zero, no hitter, bunt. 
I mean, honestly, like you're trying to win the game at that point, 100. percent Like it's a low scoring game. I, I don't have a problem with that. It's it's very like it, it is cheap. Granted, and I can understand why a pitcher would be mad at that, 100. percent But I still think if you're trying to actively win the game and you're in a position where you can win the game, I, I think bunt. But I mean, if you're getting blown out very heavily late in the game, like it's almost over, you know this pitcher's been dealing all game. Your teammates, there's a 99 percent shot. Your teammates are not going to pick anything up. Don't don't bunt. Don't be that dude. Yeah. There's a very famous baseball coach turned player that some of you might have heard of named Yogi Berra. And mm-hmm. he was very famous for a lot of the quotes that he came up with. One of the ones that I enjoy the most is, it ain't over till it's over. And That's ain't true. that the gosh darn truth in baseball. Now, I will give you the asterisks of ninth inning, there's two outs, it's seven to nothing. Most times you're not going to come back and win that baseball game. So I understand button there to ruin a guy's no-hitter might be a little classless. But if it's the sixth inning and we're down three to nothing and you have a no-hitter and I feel like I can bunt to spark a rally or to at least get a base runner on, I'm laying down a bunt. And if you want to, I, I, I completely agree with you. If you disagree with my opinion, hey, that's awesome. We can have a good, respectful conversation about it. But that's one of the that's one of them. You, you watch a lot of John Boy videos, correct? Yeah. Classic. He reviews a lot of these times, right? And I understand the unwritten rules. It's classic. It's gentleman's baseball. I completely understand. But let's be honest. You're a competitor. You go out there. Your job every single day. You put that cleats and uniform on is to win the baseball game. If you feel like now. We never know people's motivations, right? Mm-hmm. How many times have we seen a guy get hit, and we fully believe he hit him on purpose, he beamed him on purpose, but you can't ever prove it? I maybe hook him up to a lot of oh, tech or something. You know what I'm saying? But if you're really just out there competing, trying to win a baseball game, I cannot take that from you. You have to if 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 that's what it takes. Well, let that's me what it takes. let me swing this 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 argument. For See you, what okay? you did there, yeah. So, in a season. You have 162 chances to win a ball game. Correct. It's just one ball game. Most teams are probably going to average at least 80 wins. You would hope. Most teams. In a pitcher's lifetime, they may only have one or two chances to throw a no-hitter. Right. And that's if they're a good pitcher, right? Yeah. I mean, so, again, and granted, if it's early in the game, you got a chance to win. I don't see a problem with button. Late in the game, you're down by a good bit, like – you're gonna you're gonna cheap shot a pitcher's no hitter for one game. I mean, like, and still probably not win. That's the thing about it. I mean, I get, I completely understand what you're saying. But for me, listen, if you've ever met me, competition fuels me. I don't care if we're flipping quarters, playing tic tac toe, or playing a sport at the highest level. I'm gonna do everything I can to win. As should any competitor, in my opinion. Let's be okay. Let's take a pitcher who's never hit a home run, right? Mm-hmm. Let's we're in the National League here, okay? And pitchers hit. At the end of a dude's career, is an opposing pitcher just going to lob him one up there and say, hey, buddy, put it in the grandstands? Oh, no, absolutely not. Exactly. He never gets that opportunity because you earn that opportunity. If you're going to throw a no-hitter, if I'm a pitcher and I'm going to throw a no-hitter, I want to know, and this is just me personally, I would want to know that that the opposing team gave me everything they had on that day and I was just absolutely dominant against that team. To me, to me, this is gonna be my don't give me this nothing. Is, this is gonna I be my comparison. It. This is gonna be my comparison. Bunning when a dude has a no hitter is the equivalent of touching a glove, touching gloves in boxing, and immediately swinging. 
Is it illegal? Oh, no. I disagree with is that. Is it kind of a cheap shot? No, I yeah. disagree with oh, 100%. that. 100%. But that Floyd Mayweather, where he touches gloves and pops old dude before he's ready, that to me is so much different. But is it illegal? No, it's not illegal. Oh, and I mean, neither is. But I mean, but but that's what I'm saying. Neither one, one of those are illegal. things is actually dirty. Versus bunning with you're trying to win the get what you're trying to win the box match. I get that. I get I what see, you're saying. You see what I'm saying? I no, mean, I get what you're saying. Fun. But I think most people would agree those two things are very different. You don't have you have an ill intent. I would say in boxing, you're trying to hurt another man. Versus, like I said, you got to go out there and you got to earn your no hitter, bro. I mean, we're there, trying to win ball games out here. There's a reason why you don't really bunt for a hit in baseball. It's because you're not really going to get it. But when you're throwing well, a no hitter and nobody's who can do that, but. nobody's going to. Everybody's going to be like, "Oh, he's going to try to hit," because obviously you need hits to win the game. Like nobody's going to be like, "Oh, hey, if you bun, if you bunted and you got on in a no hitter, what what number goes under that little H in the box score?" A half, actually, I think. It's Udo, good. no, it's not. It's one. What you talking about? A I half think, a hit? What you talking about? I think a bunt counts. Like your a bunt counts different towards your average. I think it's, it might count different towards your average, but it goes down under one in that H column. Hey, it's a great conversation. You just heard us break it down. You heard our opinions. That's a solid conversation. That's something I think that as we grow the podcast, if we got on like like if you could get on a legit, you know, former minor league or major league player yeah. to have that conversation, especially if it's a pitcher. Yeah, and it would be true. interesting to hear if a pitcher would ever disagree with the rule. I could call Mike Knowles. Mike Knowles. Mike Knowles. I don't remember his name. Uh-huh. He gave me pitching lessons when I was in high school. Oh, yeah. Facts. He pitched there in the Cardinals go. organization. I thought you were talking about Uncle Mike. I was like, did he pitch? No, his, not, never. never. A, there you go. Ball out. <laughs> All right, man. Great show. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. Jordan, where can the people find you? Instagram, Twitter, jharris underscore six, Facebook, Jordan Harris, and probably about to go take a nap after this, but don't find me there. <laughs> Big facts. Don't come and find this man. Freddy Krueger, find him in his dreams. You can find me at Connor Mason Chandler on Instagram, Connor Chandler on Twitter, Connor Chandler on Facebook. But most importantly of all, you can follow us at B Brothers Pod on Twitter. The Twitter's been super active. We're gaining followers left and right. We're super thankful for that. Twitter gang, what up? Bash Brothers family, what up? Um, you can find us at Bash Brothers uh, Podcast on Facebook, and you can find the podcast wherever you choose to to dial in your podcast there, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, whatever it is. We really appreciate it. Um, we enjoy it. Hopefully, you guys had a great. Hopefully, you have a great week. Hopefully, you had a great week. Uh, comment. Tweet us anything, your opinions. A lot of opinions got thrown around this episode for sure. Top five baseball, unwritten rules of baseball, little look around the league action. Uh, We'll see you guys next week. And as always, we are the Bash Brothers, and we're signing off. Yerp.